This is Mornings with Radio Maria, and today we're going to continue building up the excitement for the Overflow Catholic Charismatic Conference this Saturday, July 1st. If you haven't signed up yet, don't worry, there is still room for adults. Unfortunately, the children's, that has had to close. So no more, I mean, children can come, they just have to sit on your laps or with you in the adult sections. But it's going to be such a lovely, lovely day. Tickets are still available and they will be available at the door. But if you want to sign up now... Why not? Get get things done now. Visit ccr.org or you can visit Radio Maria England and our events page where you'll see an overflow button down towards the bottom. But today I've got with us Alice Hall, who is part of the Scion community, who is going to be traveling from all over the country to the Overflow Conference to take part in the worship and the encounter and the community that will be built up on Saturday. Hello, Alice. Thank you for joining joining us on the call. Thank you, Helena. Thank you for having me. Alice, what I've been talking about the Scion community for a couple of weeks now. What is the Scion community? Do you all wear the same outfits? Are you all like on fire for the Lord? <laughs> well, well, hopefully we're all on fire for the Lord, but we don't wear the same outfits. So <laughs> you're not necessarily going to see us, obviously. Um, so Zion um, Catholic Community for Evangelism, we were started 40 years ago by our founder, Father Pat Lynch, he's now Monsignor Pat Lynch, um, who's now in Ireland. He started our sister community there, which is called Kaylee Neufadric, the Kaylee community. Um, and we were founded specifically to evangelize, you know, to, um, he was inspired by Evangelii Nunciandi, the document um, written by Pope Paul VI on evangelization in the modern world. And as he read this document, he thought that the Catholic Church wasn't doing what it was asking us to doing to do, you know, essentially evangelizing and lay people, religious um, and priests evangelizing together. So our community is a collaborative community of priests, um, consecrated and lay people who work together in mission. And we're coming up to our 40th anniversary next year. So um, that's kind of a little bit about who we are. <laughs> Excellent. Is there a, a general center for the community or do you? Yeah, so we have two bases. We have our headquarters, which is in Brentwood in Essex. And um, that is an old sister of Mercy Convent. The sisters still own it and they're very generous to us. So that's a 40 bedroom conference center where we have retreats and our community gathers and um, we also let it for conferences and groups as well so we sort of have a hospitality ministry there and um, we also have a base in um, Coventry in uh, another old convent <laughs> which is called um, the Ark of the Covenant which I think it was named by Father David Canary who was a charismatic priest who lived there prior to us for about 10 years um, and we've been in that house for about 12 years now, and it was our youth mission base, our formation house um, for the first 10 years. But during COVID, Helena, everything has changed for us, really. So we're, we're still in a major time of transition, kind of discerning who we are and what the Lord is calling us to do in this new season. Um, but we're not primarily a residential community. Um, we have 40 full-time full committed members, not full-time in the ministry, but fully committed members who live across the country. 
Um, and there's only about 10 of us who work full time for the community and six of us who are residential. So even though we have these two bases, which we use and gather people in, we're, we're not um, primarily a residential community. Oh, I love it. I've, I've met some of the community members uh, that were taking part in the Festival of Light or the Day of Light. It was basically Halloween at Barry St. Edmunds uh, in their church there. And they were leading some of the children's activities. And uh, they were like, oh, we're inside. I was like, Scion community. Whoa, did you travel all the way from Brentwood? And they said, no, 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 we actually live closer by. I was like, oh, wait a second. And then we were at the New Dawn Festival and there were some people from the Scion community there. And it's like, oh, you traveled. Like, well, actually, we came from Cornwall. I'm like, what? Wait. So that makes sense now that you're all over the place working in this mission together. Oh, I love it. How how did Scion Community get? So how what is what does Scion Community have to do with the Catholic Charismatic Renewal? Well, I would say that all of our founder members, it was this priest, Father Pat, and a sister, Agnes, who was Franciscan, and then there were three married couples, including Peter and Michelle Moran, who many people know Michelle because of her work with Icarus. Um, they were all kind of products, if you like, or kind of had come alive in their faith through the Catholic Charismatic Renewal in the 60s and 70s and 80, you know, 80s in the early era. So they'd all done Life in the Spirit seminars, Growth in the Spirit seminars and those kinds of things. So they they were very involved in the Charismatic Renewal and prayer groups when they founded the community. Um, and our community is, you know, being charismatic is one of our values. Uh, we are, um, we've always been open to people who aren't charismatic, but I guess foundationally an experience of being baptized in the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit because the Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is who evangelizes in us has been a very key part of who we are um, and is a big part of our formation so even if people join the community who aren't familiar with the charismatic renewal you know we would teach a bit about the history of the charismatic renewal and kind of we definitely see ourselves as part of the charismatic renewal if that makes sense it does it does now with this community uh, far and wide what do you, what's the mission within do you help parishes out there's all it's all good to have single people not, well a uh, uh, individual helping out things is there is there mission work within a parish yeah so actually when we were founded we were founded for parish missions so that's what we've done for 40 years is parish missions that then developed into secondary school missions and primary school missions so we had dedicated teams who went into parishes originally for three weeks, then two weeks, and then it was slimlined to a week um, where we would go in and visit the people in the parishes and then have um, parish celebration weeks. And in our secondary schools and primary schools, we would go into the schools for a whole week with a team and essentially we're proclaiming the charisma, you know, the gospel message is kind of our bread and butter. So that's what we're trying to do in every context that we're in is just to bring people the the basic gospel message. A lot of Catholics often haven't even heard um, the simple gospel message of Jesus dying for us on the cross and <laughs> to save us and our response and, and the promise of the Holy Spirit and being united with the Father's love, you know, through what Jesus did for us. So that's essentially what we would be doing. Um our work in parishes has continued to some extent, but of course, because of COVID, we couldn't do any missions at all during the lockdown and beyond. And our sense is a lot of parishes have struggled since then to get people back, also maybe to um, be able to finance a mission. So we're working now in a kind of more bespoke way with parishes that are contacting us. 
um, enabling them to become a bit more missional themselves. Um, and our full-time team is much smaller. So we're not, we're not at the moment doing as many missions as we would have done historically. But our members are all obviously involved in parishes where they are. And a lot of our members are, are very involved in their parishes. So you're, like you were talking about, you met some members of Zion and Berry. Um, actually, it's one of the leaders of the community with me who lives in Berry, and they're very involved in their parish there. Um, you know, yeah, on the local level, you know, trying to help people kind of be a bit missional in their parishes is the the view that we're taking now. What are what are our individual mission, um, mission pathways? Some people are in business. Some people work in schools. We have a number of school chaplains or people who teach in secondary schools, theology and RE. Um, th that kind of work. So, you know, as a as a body, we're trying to support individuals in terms of what their mission pathways are. Um, but we are beginning to kind of step back into missions at this point as well. Oh, I'm excited, Alice. I'm going to. Oh, I've I've I'm the confirmation candidate, a uh, catechist, catechist at my parish, and I am going to. Oh, I have so many plans for Sion <laughs> uh, for our parish. So Cambridge, watch out, <laughs> watch out. Oh, beautiful. Now, Alice, you guys are going to be meeting uh, from the Scion community from around the country is going to be meeting at Overflow, which is Saturday. July 1st in Birmingham at the Bethel uh, Convention Center. Very exciting. Alice, there's even a bus coming from London. Are you going to be on that? No, you're coming from Coventry. So I guess you're not on the bus from London. I'm coming from Coventry. We have organized a member of our community, Teresa, who leads the community with me. She's organized a bus from Brentwood from the um, from our house in Brentwood, I think. So that's to help people come from the charismatic renewal in Brentwood diocese um but yeah our community we meet regionally every couple of months so our regional meeting would be this weekend but when we learn about overflow and we're involved in overflow a little bit some of our members are involved you know are in the caris team and um we've been kind of doing the administration in the background and um some of our members will be leading worship at the conference so we're involved in the conference in little ways you know as individual members have been invited to take part but we are as a community gathering um in coventry this weekend and most of us will be there on saturday um just to take part and to be participating because i think it's really important that the charismatic renewal is coming together for a, a national conference we haven't managed to do that for a while obviously there's the new dawn conference and there's other conferences that people go to but that the charis charis itself for the first time is putting on this event i think it's very important and significant so we really want to be there and be part of it and see what God's going to do. In England, especially. So we want this overflowing of the Holy Spirit to burst from each person that attends and to bring it back to their community. So in a way, ho, 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 this will be like planting new little missionaries in each parish for you guys as well. So, oh, ho, ho, oh it's all good. It's all good. Alice, have you, have you, with your, how did you get involved with Scion in the first place? Uh, oh, that's a long story, Elena. So <laughs> I was 14 and I was at school. I went to a boarding school and we had a Zion youth mission in my school. And it really transformed my life. Um, it was only a mini mission. Usually we'd have a week, but they just did two and a half days in my school. And I got involved in the mission because I was into drama at the time and they needed some people to kind of of be involved and learn the dramas and stuff so I got to know the team and the following year they had their first youth camp which was um kind of 
a cry from the young people they were meeting in schools saying, what's next after this youth mission? So they branched out and put on a youth camp and I went to the first one. And then I think I was leading them within three or four years. So yeah, I got very involved with the youth ministry. They discipled me really as a community. Um, I did my gap year back then. We used to do DTSs like discipleship training schools, which were like a three month intensive residential course so I did that when I was 18 and then I worked on the youth team for a year before I went to uni um and when I came to the end of my degree <clears throat> I'd studied theology and drama so it was very much in keeping with what I'd been doing um at Zion and I had a real passion at that point to help other Catholics who kind of maybe got disillusioned with um the disunity in the church it was my first time when I went to university experiencing Christians who weren't Catholics and um, it was very formational for me and a lot of my friends who had been discipled through the community um, we just we didn't really know much about kind of specifically Catholic stuff you know so when we asked those questions we couldn't really answer them and um, it put a real fire in my belly for unity so I wrote to Zion at the time when I was leaving university and said what could I do to help other university students like me and they said well what could I actually start university outreach maybe you could come and lead that so that I went back to community um straight after university and pretty much I've been a member of the community since then I did have a period of four years where I left but um I've been a member of the community really on and off since I was 18 um so nearly 30 years <laughs> oh my goodness Alice you're like oh your story is like a little story of mine as well and I've uh, you're like oh and I'm so happy that we, I, listeners I, I got to see Alice in her shiny happy face before we, we started the broadcast and I think oh the Helena's little side story or different parallel universe is Alice and you're thriving and it's oh and so is the good work you're doing so that's lovely to hear lovely to hear Alice I'm so excited so uh, you're going to be there this Saturday so is many of the team members listeners there is time still as I shared to register please do go to ccr.org and there or just google overflow Birmingham and it will come up and there are still spaces for adults Alice is there going to be like a scion picnic at lunch or anything like that? Because I know we have to bring our own food. So is there a plan for the community to meet It's up? a good question. I've I've been to the convention centre before, Helena, and I remember sitting like on the floor or somewhere <laughs> trying to have our picnic. So I'm not sure how it's going to work out if we'll all eat together or... Um, we were discussing whether or not we should get T-shirts made so people know who we are. But hopefully we'll just kind of connect with people. All of us kind of, you know, have different networks, I suppose. And we do have some little giveaway cards that are going to just give people our website to be able to get in touch with us and learn about where we are at the moment. Um, we're not going to have a stall at the marketplace just because of the situation we're in at the moment in terms of transition and discerning where we're going. Um, we haven't been focused on publicity and those sorts of things. So we're just going to come and we're really looking forward to being together there, but more importantly, connecting with the other communities and ministries and, and groups and and the Ascent are coming. You know, we're very involved with the Ascent. The Ascent started in our community. So we're excited to be celebrating with them their 10th anniversary this year. And it'll be great for the rest of the charismatic renewal to hear about the ascent and what's been happening with that as well so we're just there to support it and hopefully to be blessed i think you know there's always a blessing when 
um, we dwell together in unity. So I think um, it's it's always, you know, a real grace for me. I grew up going to celebrate and other big conferences. And I think to come together can really just encourage us in all of our ministries that we're doing all around the country, you know, especially those who are perhaps in smaller pockets, like some of our members are just on their own in their parishes. So to come together to a bigger event is something that's really going to encourage and empower the charismatic renewal, I think. Awesome. So if you are coming to Overflow, my dear friends, do look out. They may or may not be wearing Scion shirts, <laughs> but do look out in the marketplace. There will be several different organizations that are exhibiting, sharing their details. Radio Maria England will have a space there as well. Uh, I think we do have our shirts. And if you don't have a, it, you can get a Radio Maria t-shirt as well. Oh, so maybe, Alice, maybe if I find you, I can just give you one. And, and then you don't have to wear it that day, but it'll be lovely to, to, to thank you for coming on the programme. Oh, thank you, Helena. All right, Alice, we're good. we've run out of time. Could I ask you, I'm putting you on the spot here, could you lead our listeners in a ending prayer for today? Certainly. Awesome. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we thank you for this new day today. We thank you for what you have in mind for us today. We ask that you help us not to miss the graces that Jesus wants to bestow on us. And I pray for each of us, whatever we're doing today, wherever God is calling us to be, that we would be aware of his voice, reminding us that we are his beloved, that he is well pleased with us. And the call to listen to his voice today. Lord, may we know your voice and may we follow you. Would you lead us closer and closer to Jesus today? In whatever we do, whatever we say, wherever we are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. See you Saturday, Alice.